0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to 32 Manias of Mike. Ooh, guys, um, I'm not going to lie. This is an emotional WrestleMania. Um, yeah. WrestleMania 24 from Orlando, the same site as this year's WrestleMania. I got to say, it looks pretty as hell. It looks really, really nice. Um I love the stage setup in this one. I hope it I hope they do something similar for this year's WrestleMania. But um so let's let's uh let's begin at the beginning, of course, as we always do. So first uh on the dark match they actually had a battle royal to determine who would go for the ECW championship. Chavo Guerrero's ECW championship. All right. Um, so as, as I like to do, I'm going to read the names that were in this battle royal and uh, some of them will surprise you. Let's see. We got Deuce, Domino, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Stevie Richards, Elijah Burke, The Miz, Shannon Moore, Jimmy Wang Yang, Jesse from Jesse and Festus, Trevor Murdoch, Festus, also from Jesse and Festus, Brian Kendrick, Lance Cade, Kofi Kingston. Ah, first WrestleMania appearance for Kofi Kingston. Val Venus, Cody Rhodes, Jamie Noble boy, Chuck Palumbo, the Great Kali, sorry, Riz, Hardcore Holly, Tommy Dreamer, Snitsky, Mark Henry, and the winner to be going up against Chavo Guerrero later in the night, the Big Red Machine Kane. All right. So uh, didn't didn't get to watch the Battle Royal. They showed us the finish of it to set up for the Kane-Chavo match. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's a battle royal. Battle royals are always fun; they are. But uh, let's get to the show proper. This show, all right. I'm getting before I even start breaking it down. Controversial opinion warning. I think this WrestleMania might be better than seventeen. Controversial. I'm I'm well aware of this. I know if, if you guys are watching this, you're probably screaming at me right now. Feel free to leave comments in the YouTube. Hit me up at Mad Mike 4883 Um hit me up on Twitter, all that stuff. I I I'm not gonna say definitively, I'm gonna say it's real, real close. And we'll get into it. Why? I mean, you know, there's a few things in here that might disqualify it, but they're palate cleansers. WrestleMania 17 had pallet cleansers too. All WrestleManias have pallet cleansers. You can't go rise, 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 rise. You have to cut it down a little bit. But um, the first match we have, this was surprisingly awesome. Um, This was around the time where Hornswoggle, now his given name, was thought to be Vince McMahon's son because, of course. And then JBL revealed that Hornswoggle is actually Finley's son. Also, he'll be the future Raw General Manager. Go figure. But um, So this led to JBL and Finlay in a Belfast brawl. And hot damn, this was a fight. This was really fun. A um, lot of shillelagh action. Which, by the way, I hate shillelaghs. Because when I worked at WWE, I had to type out shillelagh every single time Finley had a match. Or a segment. Shillelagh is hard to spell. And it's annoying to type. It's the same reason I don't like Larry Zabisco anymore. Yeah. You see if you can spell either of those without looking them up. I bet you can't. Anyway. Uh, JBL. Beat Finley. Which I thought was really surprising. Because you know usually. Wrestlemania you get, you get the big babyface pop. But not this time. Uh, even with Hornswoggle's help, JBL gets a clothesline from Hell on Finley. Yeah, uh, actually, no, he didn't win for clothes, he won for a shillelagh shot, I believe. But yeah, JBL gets the win here. Uh, it was a really fun match. I'm pretty sure it continued after this, but yeah, super fun. Definitely, definitely worth the watch. one, one of the better um, WrestleMania Oprahs we've had in a while because they've been like multi man matches and stuff like that. But uh the next match, speaking of multi-man matches, money in the bank. Oh my god, this one is good, you guys. This one is not like the kind of clunker we had the year before. But here, here's what we got in this: we got Shelton, we got Jericho, we got Carlito, we got MVP, we got Mr. Kennedy, we got Johnny Mundo, aka John Morrison, and CM Punk. Ah, oh, really. Really good Money in the Bank ladder match. A lot of crazy spots. Uh, There's spots where both Punk and Carlito springboard onto the ladders. Uh, There's just so much. John Morrison does a moonsault holding a ladder because he's John Morrison. Um, I think one of the coolest parts is it looks like MVP is about to win. And then Matt Hardy returns from injury and Hits the side effect for um, off the top of the ladder, which was awesome. We haven't had a run in like that for one of these matches before. And Chris Jericho, unfortunately, still gets shut out with Money in the Bank. But this is the Money in the Bank of the Straight Edge Superstar CM Punk. Probably CM Punk's biggest WrestleMania moment. I'm gonna say it. I, th- I think it, I think it might be his biggest WrestleMania moment. It's unfortunate, but I think it is. Uh, this. It was a really good match, though. So a lot of, a lot of really well thought out high spots. Oh, there's one spot where like they put one ladder into the other, and it like flip flops back. And, I can't even explain it. You have to watch it. It's really good. Um, now moving on, we we have a uh, a match, the battle for brand brand supremacy, and I rolled my eyes so hard you guys wouldn't even imagine. But this surprised me. Again, it's um, representing SmackDown, you got Big Dave Batista. Representing Raw, you got the Samoan Bulldozer Umaga. Whew, these guys tear it up. They really do. Like, Umaga always had pretty good matches. Like, I didn't get to talk about him too much um, at WrestleMania 23 because it wasn't about Umaga. Umaga was probably the fifth most important person in that match. But. Batista and Umaga tear the house down. They really it's a good time. It's a good match. It's a little it's a little over seven minutes. So you know, you're you're still right in that Batista buffer zone where he can still be action, action, action without having to take many breaks. It's a lot of fun. And as as per usual in these kind of encounters, SmackDown gets the win over Raw. So good on you, Dave Batista. I'm excited for Guardians too. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. We get the ECW Championship match. Now, this is very palate cleansery. uh, Because the introductions last longer than the match. Uh, Chavo comes in. Chavo gets stroke slammed. Kane wins the ECW title in 11 seconds. Yep, I actually just talked about the match longer than the match actually lasted. So, I mean, again, palate cleanser. Now, um... Oh, before we get to this match where I might actually tear up talking about, it, um let's go let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Cause the Hall of Fame this year, very important Hall of Fame. It was highlighted by um Well, you know what, I'll get to him last. I'll get to I'll get to him last. I'm wearing his shirt. You guys know who I'm talking about, obviously. Um first we had The High Chief Peter Maivia and Soul Man Rocky Johnson, both inducted by The Rock. Which, I mean, The Rock, I remember he gave a really great speech about both his dad and his grandpa. It was really cool. Probably, I mean, granted, it's probably just a reason to get The Rock to WrestleMania without giving him a match. And you know what? That's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. Because I I gotta be honest, I kind of liked not seeing The Rock on this show. I kind of enjoyed it. I really did. Um, also inducted this year, Mae Young. Ah. And they, they showed a little video package, like the end of Mae's speech, and it made me tear up a bit when she said she was going to be back to wrestle on her 100th birthday. Ah, we miss you, May. We miss you, Mae. Uh, May was inducted by Pat Patterson because that that's... I'm pretty sure Moolah had already passed at that point unfortunately. But yeah, it makes sense. Um Eddie Graham, uh the promoter and booker of championship wrestling from Florida was inducted by Dusty Rhodes. Very cool. Um uh Mike Graham received the received the award, you know, it, if you've seen some of the stuff of Mike Graham, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Mike Graham. I just find him a little weird, but whatever. That's that's what it is, what it is. And also uh, being inducted, a lot of posthumous inductees this year. Gordon Soley, the late, great Gordon Soley. I highly recommend to find some of the matches Gordon Soley called on the network. He's a really good commentator, despite how he pronounces suplex. He pronounces it suple. So if you ever listen to a Gordon Soley commentator match, um, he's really good. Like, you can tell... JR gets a lot of his ticks from there. Uh, but Jim Ross actually is the one who inducts him. Now, the uh the headliner is of course H. Uh Ric Flair. who Uh Triple H inducted him. Triple H said Rick Flair deserves his own wing in the Hall of Fame. Probably still true. Um it, it it's just it, it's Ric Flair. You guys, it's Ric Flair. I mean, they they only show a little bit of his speech. His speech is great. It's fun. We get to see uh, Baby Charlotte in the front row. I know she's not a baby, but anytime I see someone like early NXT before they have a gimmick or pre-NXT, I immediately just call them babies. That's just how I roll. Um, Yeah, so we see Baby Charlotte. Uh, We see... We see Reed. Uh, we see all the Flair kids, and who If you don't get the feels watching this and the and the match that I'm about to talk about, you may not have a soul, and I might be concerned about you. But um, let's let's move in the career-threatening match: Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. By the way, before um, I'm. Delaying talking about because I'm gonna get for Clump talking about it. If there's ever a trivia contest, and someone asks you who was the last person to interview Ric Flair before his career in WWE ended, his active in ring career, that man is Mike Adamley. Not, not who anyone would have expected. Maybe Todd Grisham, maybe Josh Matthews, maybe Taz, maybe Michael Cole. Who knows? Nope. Mike freaking Adam the last guy to talk to Ric Flair before uh, he goes out for this match. And what a match it is. Oh, Dr. Uh, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. You don't even need to know anything about the match to know that it's going to be good hearing those two names. But the story they tell in this match is ridiculous. I highly recommend watching this match with subtitles on because sometimes the subtitles will pick up what the guys are saying to each other. Uh, like, Sean slaps Flair in the face, and um, Sean's like, hey, you wanted this, let's do it. Like, And Flair's like, oh, you're drawing first blood. Like, oh, it's... There are so many things about this match. Like... The 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 first time Sean is gonna hit Sweet Chin Music and then doesn't and immediately like gets caught in a Figure Four because of it. There's so like like until the big I'm sorry I love you. The only super kicks Shawn Michaels hits are like almost reflexes, like they're almost reflexive Sweet Chin Music's because he doesn't even get he doesn't even pin flare right away. Sean locks on his own version of the Figure Four. Uh, there's the elbow drop. There's Sean does a moonsault that misses and eats the announce table. Oh, oh, it's it's brutal looking. Um, there there are so many things like, and you can tell Sean uh, before the match. Sean even like says something to the Flair kids. I couldn't make out what it was, but I'm sure it was, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it was very. And then you get to the end and like. Flair is just beaten down. He's just this old man and he still has his he's got his fucking dukes up, like like John Wayne or some shit. And and Sean just go mouths. He mouths it. He doesn't even say it. Like, I'm sorry, I love you. Boom. Super kick. And like Sean covers him, immediately hugs him and kisses his forehead afterwards. You guys, it's a masterclass. It's a masterclass of wrestling. I can't, I can't stress that anymore. It it is. It's. It's. uh, You know, I. It might be the best WrestleMania match of all time. It might be. I'm. I really, really like. I haven't seen this match in a while. Haven't. I've, I've seen the I'm Sorry, I Love You kick a dozen times, but the whole match, I have not watched it in a long time, especially with the video package of the storyline. it It's chilling. Like, it's so good. It's really, really good. If you've never seen this match before, please seek this match out. This match is a masterclass for anyone who wants to learn about the storytelling in professional wrestling. If you ever want to try and get someone into professional wrestling and show them what professional wrestling can be, show them this match. This match is really, really good. Okay, now from a match that's really, really, really amazingly good, we go to something that is a big palate cleanser. <laughs> Alright, before before we get that, I actually have to talk about the Celebrities. At this WrestleMania, I think I think this WrestleMania had the most effective use of celebrities I've seen in a while. Most effective. I'm not saying they're all good. I'm saying the ones that aren't great are there for a short time. The ones that are good are there for a little longer. Uh, John Legend does "America the Beautiful." It's amazing. Raven Simone from "That's So Raven" from the Cosby Show comes out and I was like what in the blue hell is this but she's there for a very good purpose she announces that um, WWE had a make a wish 50 kids from 50 different states all got to see Wrestlemania do a make a wish that's what she's out there to do she says it it's two minutes it's great she leaves very effective use Kim Kardashian is at this Wrestlemania and I wasn't irritated by her That's impressive in and of itself. I didn't even remember Kim Kardashian was at a WrestleMania. And I'm sure most of you guys out there didn't remember either. She does a backstage interview with... uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember who she does the interview with. But she was fine in the interview. And she comes out and she's the one that announces that it's a sellout crowd. And then that's it. And she just walks away. She's out there for two minutes. And, of course, Snoopaloop! Snoop Dogg making his first, making his WrestleMania debut. He'll be at other ones. um, But Snoop's there to referee the Playboy Bunny Mania match, which is the one we're about to talk about. As Snoop has a backstage segment which, with Festus, which is really kind of funny. Um, the only downside about this is Snoop's uh, pimp mobile takes a little longer to get down to the ring than, than I would like, but, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, this is a Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match because that doesn't sound confusing at all, but it's it's a tag team match with lumberjacks at the rings at ringside. It's Beth Phoenix, future Hall of Famer, and Melina going up against the two Playboy cover girls, Maria and Ashley. Um, you know, it's actually it's not terrible. It really isn't. Beth Phoenix and Melina carry, carry this match and Maria actually isn't too bad at this point. Um, the Lumberjills I have to mention because, of course, there was Cherry, Eve Torres, Maurice, Michelle McCool, Victoria, Mickey James, Jillian Hall, Katie Lee, Burchill, Kelly Kelly, and Layla. And uh, Beth Phoenix and Maria get the win. Thanks, thanks with help to uh, Santino Morella, who just recently dumped Maria to be with Beth Phoenix, I believe. I believe this is the beginning, the, the genesis of Glamorella. Yeah, WrestleMania 25 gets a lot weirder, if I remember correctly. But right now, it's all good. Um, Now we move to the WWE Championship match. And uh, this is still a streak for both these guys. John Cena and Triple H in a triple threat match with the champion, Randy Orton. Uh, Now, now I've said before that John Cena has a streak of being in title matches. I was thinking about it. So does Triple H. Because everything after WrestleMania 17... Every WrestleMania that he's been at, Triple H was in a title match. So I think Cena's at five and Triple H is at six. Ooh, it's, it's almost like it got stale. The product got stale around this time because they had the same people in the main events. Weird. Um, but anyway, the match is actually really good. Um, I thought for sure I knew who was winning this match. Uh, well, all right, we'll put it this way. I thought I knew for sure who was losing this match. And Randy Orton actually retains the title against John Cena and Triple H. Very shocking to me. Really fun match. I mean, you know, all these. And plus, it's under 15 minutes. And I think that's very important for this match. Because Randy, the longer his matches get, usually the worse off they go. Same with Triple H. Unless they're like hardcore matches. That's usually the case for both these guys because it's a lot of stall and brawl. But this, this, I think this is a sweet spot for all three of these guys. And there was really a lot of fun. Like John Cena teased something that he does at a later WrestleMania, and he picked Randy Orton and Triple H up at the same time going for an FU, like a double FU. But um, I think Orton slipped off the top and hit Cena. But it was it was a really, really good match. Really fun match. Nice, nice and tight. Nice and tight time limit-wise. Uh, but <laughs> we got we all right. The next match is the uh, the penultimate main event, but it's probably the reason a lot of you guys remember this match. Big Show in a no DQ match against Floyd Money Mayweather, another celebrity used very effectively. I Mayweather, I think had a better match than Lawrence Taylor did. I think I think Mayweather had a better match than Lawrence Taylor. Um, this match is fun. It's re- the story, in this is really great. Like, I mean, if you've ever seen Floyd Mayweather box, he's a defensive boxer. He he's known for his speed. He's known for stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. That's what he's trying to do with Big Show, and the reactions of Mayweather when Big Show actually gets a hold of him every time during this match is priceless. It's so good, and never does Mayweather look, like, not weak, but, like, out of his element. Like, he's very scrappy when he does get caught. Like, he tries to go for a choke. He tries to, like, punch his way out of certain things. And you know what, Big Show? Big Show's really good at these matches, these attraction matches, because I I know we harp on Big Show a lot, like, turning face and heel, face and heel, face and heel. But that's why he's able to do these things. Because at the end of the day, Big Show's defining characteristics is that he's big. He's just a big weapon. Whoever he's pointed at, it doesn't matter. He's still going to be a big weapon. And he is angry at Mayweather this whole match. It's so much fun. Uh, The fact that it's no DQ helps. If this was boxer versus wrestler like Mr. T and Roddy Piper, it would have been awful. Uh, but yeah, this was just like a regular match and Mayweather steals, um, some brass knucks from one of his, uh, corner men and knocks out big show, which doesn't make big show look weak. It doesn't. Cause I'm pretty sure any guy, if they threw on brass knuckles and got on a shot on the big show, it would probably knock big show down too. So it, it's a good match. It's about 10 minutes. You know, it's not bad. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. All right, speaking of really enjoyed. Oh, this main event you guys. World Heavyweight Championship edge the rated R first star and the World Heavyweight Champion going up against The Undertaker. Guess who wins? Um I had to say it. But uh this match is fun. Edge and Taker put on a clinic. Like they they break out everything in their repertoire. They really do. Um Taker actually gets the gets the uh, submission win with the Hell's Gate, which I think that's the first time Taker's won by submission on um, on a Mania. But yeah, the this, the cool story to this was that Edge was saying he was on the WrestleMania. He wasn't. He didn't win the Money in the Bank the year before. But Edge had also like Iron Taker had never beaten Edge. They had wrestled a bunch of times like on in, like on other pay-per-views and Raws and SmackDowns and stuff like that, and Taker never beat Edge. So it, it did have a cool story going in where Taker kind of, not really, but kind of looked like an underdog. And this is Taker going to 16-0. and So uh, pretty big. Nu- We're getting into the big numbers. We're getting into the big numbers right here. But, yeah, this is a really fun match. It's a little long. But given given the epic nature of this match, I think it's fine. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And Edge, and this also has the WrestleMania debut of Zack Ryder as one of the major brothers. Also, hi, Kurt Hawkins. How you doing? But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good match. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for WrestleMania 24. WrestleMania 25, I honestly don't remember where it is. Uh maybe Arizona, maybe Texas. I don't remember where it is. But uh we'll find that out when I go watch WrestleMania twenty five. And um so if you have any comments, if you think I'm crazy about this maybe being the best WrestleMania of all time, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying it's in the discussion. I'm saying it could be number two, could be number one, could be number three. I'm saying it's top tier top-tier manias. If you think I'm insane about this, please let me know. Hit me up at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Hit us up on the Facebook, on the Twitters, at Mayhem Show with the hashtag MM. And, uh, yeah, let's chat about it. Make sure you watch it first, though, because if you're just going based on your memory, you don't remember this that well. Trust me. That's why I'm watching all these again. Alright, so, we'll see you guys at WrestleMania 25 for Mad Mike. I'm Mad Mike, and this has been 32 Manias with Mike.